Welcome to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Michael Stewart, founder of a new British social media platform called YouZoob, aimed at Generation Z, those born from the early 90s onwards. YouZoob is designed to allow millions of creative people to showcase their work, be it music, photography or other art forms, meet like-minded people and raise donations to support what they do. An accomplished actor and singer, Stuart's built a platform which distinguishes between adults, teens and kids, allowing users to focus on their age-related content and with parental control to protect children entering the world of social media. Michael Stewart believes that for too long, UK and European tech entrepreneurs have lagged behind the US tech giants, which he believes should and will ultimately be subjected to wide-ranging antitrust legislation. Michael Stewart, your company, YouZoob, it sounds a bit like YouTube, but with a Z in the middle. And I understand that's for Generation Z, which is broadly people born from the early and mid-90s onwards. That's correct, yes. Well, YouZoob was formed with the name U, as in the letter U, for you, the people. And the Z was Generation Z. And the last three letters, U-B-E, were for tube. So hence you have YouZoob. So what's the difference between you and indeed YouTube? What are you trying to achieve here that the big tech giants, the social media giants, frankly, haven't already achieved? Well, I'm coming from a personal perspective, a creative perspective. I've been involved in various forms of arts, Guildford Acting School, singing, uh, creative areas, and uh, Regarding authorship, I've uh, written Shakespeare for children. So the app was created with creativity in mind. I think so often, as somebody who performs live music myself, it's hard to get your stuff out there, isn't it? It's, it's you know, YouTube and, and the, the social media in general, it's a, it's a pretty difficult environment, particularly for young people. So what is it about you, Zoob, that you hope can harness creativity and give particularly younger people a better, safer experience, perhaps a more lucrative experience as they put their stuff out, if it's live music performances, if it's photography, other types of artistic content out there for the world to see? Well, YouZoob is basically for the creative people. Of course, you can take any subject and make it creative, but... uh, The creative aspect is so people can upload their content in a micro form to begin with, and photographs, of course, and get exposure for their creativity, but at the same time, possibly get some gift funding for it from people who are following those artists or creative uh, makers. Because at the moment, a lot of people creating uh, content, they'll ask for donations on you know, sites like Patreon, others are available, of course. But your model combines getting your stuff out there with raising finance for it. Well, yes, there's also a gift platform on there. So if a follower of a Yuzuba, uh decides they like that content that the creator has created, 
then they may well want to gift them some small amounts of money, which will help the uh, creator to move forward. So tell us about your journey and where your business currently is as we speak today here in the GB News studio. Okay, well, YouTube was uh, created about two and a half years ago, just before lockdown. And as lockdown came along with COVID, uh, I decided to put all my energy into YouZoob and start to have it developed, both in iOS and Android. It's been a long journey, about two years, with a lot of help and um, discussions with my Indian-based team, who I discovered, a company called Fully Stop, um, who have been very good at what they're doing. And we are about 10 days away from launching the app as it is. We'll launch Android first, and then we'll go on to iOS in about a month's time. And what are you hoping for as you launch the app? How quickly do you think YouZoob could grow? And what's your unique selling point? Why should people bother to download your app onto their smartphone amidst the sea of other apps that are out there? Yeah, there are a lot of apps out there, but they're not necessarily creative apps. You've got the major big tech apps which cover influencing this kind of thing. But my app, first of all, has a unique selling point with separating the channels for kids, teens and adults. Kids with parental guidance, so they won't be allowed on the platform unless the parent is monitoring the, uh, the channel. Then you have a teens uh, section channel and then you have the adult section so they are directed at three different groups and those groups can aim their content to their subscribers or their followers and there is another part of the the app which allows the user um, or rather the user to to upload their content and choose what what areas they want their product or their creative videos or images uh, exposed to. They, they, they can choose a particular interest before they upload or while they're uploading to focus their creativity to. It sounds to me like a, a bespoke version of what YouTube are doing. Obviously, you've got humble beginnings and you know, you haven't got Google behind you, of course, own YouTube. But you, it strikes me you're trying to make the process of putting your own creative content out there for other people around the world to see. You're trying to put it on a platform that is aged, segregated, allows people to more um, specifically target where their content is created and allows them all within the same app to raise some money from viewers and listeners at the same time. Is that roughly right? That's pretty much it. And also there will be a UADS feature or there is a UADS feature which allows the creator to advertise their content to potential clients, customers or just people who want to follow them. So they won't only just have their own user channel, they will have an opportunity to promote their product. Why is it, Michael, that the social media giants, the real titans of this new internet age, are pretty much 
all American. There's a few Chinese ones, there's a few Russian ones we don't know so much about here in the Western world. But where are the Brits? Where are the Europeans? Well, this is the big question, a great question, but um, they seem to be few and far between. I am a risk taker. I am, um, how can I say, I am not afraid of a challenge, but definitely there needs to be some more creative uh, tech product coming out of uh, coming out of, of Great Britain. I think a lot of the uh, the lack of product or um, apps per se from a larger perspective is because um, the funding. There seems to be huge amounts of funding in California for these apps, even if they don't even get off the ground. Millions and millions seem to be available for these uh, these ideas in America. Whereas in Britain, we create great stuff, but we don't always get it funded. It's a big problem with British um, British uh, entrepreneurship. It's almost a cliche, isn't it? But it's true, as cliches quite often are, that we're great inventors here in the UK, but we're not great innovators. Innovation being, of course, the implementation of an invention, the commercialization of an invention. Why is it that our wealthy people, if you like, the people with the cash, seem to be a lot less entrepreneurial, a lot less risk-taking than their American counterparts? Well, again, that's a question I don't know. I don't know the answer to, but um, it's true though, isn't it? It starts from electricity, doesn't it? <laughs> Most of the uh, elec uh, the electricity which was uh, uh, when electricity was created was funded by uh, American companies first of all. So we seem to have a serious problem of funding great ideas. Now there are many ideas which have which have, been, have, have developed, but people have had to go abroad to get the funding for it. I mean, you're right. Yeah, Michael Faraday from these parts, you've got, you know, you, there's a very strong case that the UK invented computers in their first instances. You know, it was a Brit that basically created uh, the World Wide Web, uh, of course, and, and so many other areas uh, of science which dominate our, our, our modern lives. It must have been quite frustrating for you, Michael, to find it hard to raise money. So you've put a lot of your own cash into this business, haven't you? Have you completely bet the ranch? Yeah, pretty much. But no, we'll, we'll carry on even if uh, even if there's hiccups along the way. But now we have a, what can I say, a world exposure with the internet. I believe there is possibly more focus on Britain from a creative perspective mm. and possibly investment. And uh, the marketplace is open for everybody to come in, uh, on board. But... One of the great interesting things about uh, the British market is I believe that Britain has great opportunity, great people to, who, who can offer great uh, support. With the, with the internet, there's, there, there's a great deal of opportunity mm, here mm. which can be exposed to other forms of uh, mm. um, funding from abroad. I've already had several uh, venture capital companies show an interest in Newsoob but they, uh, they're more interested in seeing some traction first. Yeah, they want you to get cost... see, see what your numbers are like. But that costs a lot of money. So the idea is to take one step at a time. What is your strategy here? I mean, a lot of people watching will wish you well. You're a British entrepreneur. You're a creative person, a content generator who's trying to get one over on the tech giants who, it must be said, often, certainly from my perspective, 
abuse the creative people. We don't get much money. I mean, they would, I'm speaking in a personal capacity as a musician rather than as a GB News presenter, of course. But others will say, look, you haven't got a hope, mate. They're going to see you as the sort of Eddie the Eagle of, 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 of taking on YouTube, taking on Google, taking on Twitter. Do you really think you can get some traction? Yeah, I think there's a great opportunity of getting some traction because there are many people at this particular stage in the internet history who are rather frustrated with the large tech companies because they seem to want to encompass everything within their apps. Mm. There are a lot of influencers from unnamed tech giants who are not getting the traction that they thought they were going to get. And they're looking, in fact, hoping that there may be other apps that can give them some exposure in a similar fashion. Because we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just trying to give a British-European um, competition to the uh, American big tech. Some politicians say here in the UK, maybe on the right of politics and in the US would say the tech giants are more biased towards more left-wing politicians. Some musicians would say the tech giants are biased towards you know very mainstream, very plain vanilla music. So alternative music can't come through. Do you think there's anything in that? And is that something that YouZoob is trying to counter in its mission statement? Well, YouZoob is not entering the political landscape. YouZoob is purely a creative app for any person who's creative that wants to get their content shown in a creative way where there is some space for their content to be seen um, and not be swamped by these massive tech uh, platforms where Anybody new coming into the marketplace can hardly get any traction. So in order for that not to happen, it, if I'm a, a, a big content creator and I want my stuff on YouZoob, can I pay you to put it on YouZoob? And if I can pay you to put it on YouZoob and promote it on your platform, which you will control, doesn't that counter your original argument? Couldn't you then swamp independent content creators? Well, at the moment, we won't be looking for paid content we're looking for the creative person, because I'm creative myself, as I said to you earlier, I would be more happy to sing with a band in, in, in front of 10,000 people than having this interview. <laughs> you are, of and course. And I've done it many times. Of course you are nat a naturally creative person, but isn't that the danger? Let's just say uh, you have a tremendous success, and let's just say Yuzu really catches on as, as this place where you know, alternative content providers can get their platform, can get their space where the big tech giants won't take money from other, you know, big corporations who can put their content and overlay the independent, more creative, more alternative people. But if you are successful, won't you just become like all the others? That's what I'm saying. Isn't there a sort of inevitability in um, sort of monopolization of ideas? I think there's always that potential, especially if you're looking or if you're getting huge venture capital um, input. But I want to steer the, the creative side of this app for everybody. Now, it's a, it's a romantic, holistic vision, but if it can be steered where it's a people's app rather than just 
a corporate identity, that's really where I'm trying to uh, spearhead the direction of Uzub. It's a crowded market. Uh, there are absolutely massive incumbent players. Um, how are you going to get your voice heard? How are you going to market this app so it breaks through? How are you going to make Uzub cool? Well, okay, Uzub is already cool. The name is cool. But um, it's a big challenge. But we have to start from, uh, from the beginning. We don't have endless millions or billions. Most of these big tech companies are, are worth billions. So it's, it's a tall order. I acknowledge that. But uh, if you give up before you start, you're never going to take on anyone or launch something that you believe in. So even if big platforms want to buy into Uzub, um, they can still, of course, invest into the company. But I want to steer it in a creative direction rather than just a corporate identity. I guess a danger is, Michael, if you develop um, features and aspects of Uzub um, that prove popular, uh, you're talking about age delineation, certain safety features, which I know um, you've outlined in your sort of investment pitch, um, the wallet that allows contributions so people don't have to use separate crowdfunding platforms to generate money for their content. They all sound like really interesting ideas, but if they work, what's to stop the tech guys just pinching them and bolting them on to their platforms? Nothing. Absolutely nothing stopping them to do it. But um, as I say, this some of the, the USPs in Uzub... The unique selling points. They would have originated from Uzub. Um, as I say, I don't think there's anything you can do to stop people pinching ideas because uh, these large tech platforms are pinching each other's ideas as we speak. Um, it's a question to, to see if people will embrace Uzub for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a startup. There will be hiccups. It's... Um, it will continue to have new updates. We have new features in the, uh, in the pipeline. So it's really a, a question of, of taking the chance and seeing where it goes. Finally, Michael, you're obviously a, a creative, risk-taking person. A lot of viewers and listeners will absolutely salute you for that. It's the best of sort of British tradition. We are a nation of, uh, of risk-takers, people who have ideas that, that change the, the world. Is part of your strategy the notion that the big tech giants, in the end, if they come become just too powerful, and many people would say they already are too powerful, governments around the world, not least in the US, the UK, and other very influential countries, will basically break them up. We had the breakup of Standard Oil and some of the huge conglomerates around the turn of the 19th and into the 20th century. Some people... we say we need a new era of trust busting, a new era of uh, breaking up these really, really overly powerful, overmighty companies, the tech giants included. Do you think that could happen? Because if that was going to happen, that would really help the upstarts, the new companies, the competitors, the disruptors, companies like Uzoop. Well, I think that's already happening in America. And I believe uh, Britain is also looking into the uh, what we call antitrust laws. 
And I think it would be a good thing for these large corporate tech companies to be broken up or reduced in size or to have some limitations put on them because they really do squeeze the competition out. And you've got to be a brave person to enter that market. You've got to be willing to lose as well as be successful. I'm very happy with my direction. I'm very happy with the team I'm working with. I hope to be happy uh, in the future when we get some investment. Mm -hmm. And I just want to bring Uzub to the people in a creative way. So people who are currently frustrated with the large tech corporations, and I know several people who have 150,000 plus followers who are standing still on some of these platforms mm. and they're not gaining any further traction because those particular big tech platforms are, are saturated and there's nothing wrong with competition. Let's face it, there's dozens of um, TV programs, TV channels. What's wrong with one, five, 10, 20 more social media platforms for, to, to compete with the large tech companies. Well, Michael, it's a hugely tall order. You've set yourself a massive challenge, but it's been great hearing about your ambitions. And thanks a lot for appearing on Money Talks. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to Money Talks with me, Liam Halligan economics and business editor of GB News. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube or wherever you're listening. Do subscribe to this podcast and also check out my daily television show, On The Money, at 1pm Monday to Friday on GB News or via the GB News app. GB News, Britain's news channel.